the blast from our past network. Hello, Newman. This is so good. No good for you. These pretzels are making me thirsty. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Serenity now! He's a regifter. Well, let's start the insanity. Giddy up. Welcome to Seinfeld, a Cartwright fuck me. All right. <laughs> Welcome to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. We're two super fans talking every single episode of Seinfeld. Back to back to back because we love Seinfeld. You love Seinfeld. I'm Adam. I'm Corey. <laughs> and I'm going to get out of my douchey voice and actually talk Seinfeld. Today we are talking <laughs> The Stall. Season 5, episode 12. It first aired on January 6, 1994. Welcome to 1994, my man. Oh, dude. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Uh, but I want to know the synopsis. Could you please drop that in my ear hole? <laughs> sure can. The stall. Elaine agonizes over a woman's refusal to pass her some toilet paper under the stall of a public restroom. Kramer convinces Jerry that his girlfriend makes a living as a phone sex operator. And George befriends Elaine's mimbo boyfriend. All right. Let's find out a little bit more about that as we break it down scene by scene. And we start off per usual with a stand up. This one about whales, not the country, the animals. I When he, when he started this stand up, I thought this was going to be the episode with the... the you know, George's story, you know, the marine yeah. biologist, but it's not <laughs> weirdly enough. So the but way that's it, coming up this season, my man. I, yes, it is. Yes, it is. I can't fucking wait. One of the best. I love that mono. I just love that story that he, that mm -hmm. he tells. It's one of my favorites ever. The whale's supposed to be such an intelligent mammal. You always hear about how they can communicate by song from miles away, how extensive their vocabulary is. I would say from the rate they are pushing the whales off the beach and back into the ocean, the words shore and close do not appear to be in their vocabulary. I'd, I'd tell the whales, concentrate less on the singing and a little bit more on approaching, wait, a little bit more on the approaching Cuervo Beach Volleyball Tournament if you want to maintain that brainy mammal image. That was a terrible, terrible stand-up. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's like basically saying you're dumb. Don't be dumb, man. You whales, you're supposed to be smart. Don't be dumb. Don't beat yourself. Okay. Fair yeah, enough. It was I, terrible. I, yeah, I think there's some other, you know, um, different factors on how whales get beached. It's not just their intelligence, <laughs> yes. but, you know. Yeah, I know. And that's, that's, we Humans, about the that. smartest fucking uh, animal, we still sometimes will take the wrong step and fall off a cliff or something. It just, exactly. it just happens. Exactly. Yeah, we've talked about that before in, in his, uh, his stand-up. It's like sometimes when the answer is a more complicated thing you're like okay but this is actually why or it's a social thing and you're like well yeah. maybe you shouldn't really be talking <laughs> yeah. about that but that's what jerry does and we love him for it what's the deal with jerry's stand-up <laughs> i don't know that wasn't very good you haven't you haven't done a what's the deal in a while man you i did i did every... last episode i did a what's the deal with the bounty hunting for uh, my uh, for my signed fet costume but <laughs> yeah, yeah i guess i wasn't really commenting on jerry himself yeah. but yeah used to be almost every episode now, yeah now not so much so. <laughs> uh all right let's talk our scene breakdown uh we see elaine in a bathroom stall she needs some toilet paper uh but the other person next door doesn't have a square to spare not Jesus. a square to spare. This um, is such a famous like dialogue scene from this show. Huge, huge uh, section here, a little scene here between Elaine and uh, who, who we find out later to be Jerry's girlfriend. In my opinion, I think the person who doesn't have the square to spare is being ridiculous. Wait, so if, wait, wait, you wait, you're saying Elaine's being ridiculous? No, wait. She, yeah, the, the girlfriend. The girlfriend, uh, yes. Yeah, now, Jane. Granted, Elaine should have checked that she had the toilet paper the proper amount when she went to the bathroom. Well, yeah, but you just said we're, we're humans. We can make mistakes. Yes, we can. But, I mean, she should have checked. But when you have a fellow human in need, yeah. I will gladly give you even one ply. One ply. You know, I'll give you whatever to help out. Like, you know what? If you need to get the job done... 
with just a square or two, you can do it and then pass off a little bit to the to help your fellow person. You know, yeah. I, I I think that's just my my head. My headspace goes to helping my fellow man. And so I think uh Jerry's girlfriend is in the wrong here for not helping out Elaine. I think we all think that Jerry's girlfriend well, is in the wrong here. We, I mean, but no, you're you're 100 correct. Like, dude, yeah. like like you said, help out your fellow human here. I yeah. mean, yes, Elaine should check. Yes, we've all gone into the the stalls in a public restroom, and and you know we all check because you're like, okay, I don't want to yeah. be in this situation. Maybe yes. it's, maybe it's because of Seinfeld that I know to check now. But yes, yeah. you have a spare to squat. You have a square to spare, spare. Yes. Jane. Like, come on. Now, you say we all would agree with this, but while watching the episode, Keisha was like, oh, she's like, oh, oh my God. You know, we all know. She, I don't think she said it, we all know, but she said, Elaine is so wrong here. It's her fault for going <gasps> into the bathroom without checking. Uh, and wow. I, in my head, I'm just like, okay, honey. But in all seriousness, <laughs> I'm like, Dude, you're a fucking sociopath. Like, like, <laughs> seriously, this person can fucking hand over like two plies, like, or hand over two squares or one square or whatever. Like, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, but I will have to err on Keisha's side because we've we're not. That's not our situation. So I don't know what the social etiquette. Because first off, for guys, the social etiquette is you don't talk to each other in the bathroom at all. I, and, yeah. and maybe that's for the girl. That's for for ladies too. I don't know. It, I don't know what the social etiquette is for for women in this scenario. As for my male logical brain says to me that if Jane has at least four plies four squares she can hand one yes. over to elaine just one just give her one help a brother help a sister out yes, you know but I like i said keisha it has been in that situation her entire life we well, you I've, and i have never been in that situation well i mean meaning like a female's bathroom a girl's yeah, bathroom yeah, yeah. we've you and i don't go to the girls but i don't know what the etiquette yeah, is but bro, i don't know what it looks like in there if a random person was shitting next to me and he yes. ran out i would give him everything that i felt i didn't need or, or if I had to, to have to take it down, like I would absolutely like. All right, I will subject myself to only two or three, and make sure this guy gets something. Now there is a difference where when guys are using toilet paper, it's one hundred percent a deuce, one hundred percent. Yeah, all the time. When when females, now I have no idea if Elaine was deucing or if Elaine was was just peeing. And she no, if she only just... one, if she if she said one square, I think they were both just peeing. And so it's like. If they're just peeing, like, how much paper do you need yeah. to just clean up a pee? Yeah, I completely agree. At the but same time, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I would not feel bad for a woman if she didn't even wipe after a pee. It's just a pee. But I don't, you know what? I also don't know. I've never lived with that anatomy. So yeah. I don't really I, know I what was, is needed. <laughs> yeah, I, I was going to say, I can't speak to that. The only thing I can speak to is that if I was in that situation, and like you said, because we're guys, if we're in that situation, we're shitting. That's the yeah. only time we're sitting in a public rest stall like that. If I was in that situation, because I don't like to be talked to when I'm pooping, I would just sit there quietly while the person yeah. pleaded for their lives. For, and then I would just. <laughs> get up and i would just leave and without no. saying a thing because i'm an asshole you are <laughs> dude i can't. now i don't understand these guys who can just shit anywhere it's not my thing no like I, and now granted i don't have to be in home base i'm bet i'm okay at other places i'm not nearly as comfortable obviously yeah, yeah. but like i know guys who are just like oh they're fine and feel comfortable shitting anyway like i'm not comfortable i don't want anyone else in like when i'm at when i have to shit at work i don't i i make sure i go to the bathroom that i feel has the least chance of another male presence coming in or another presence coming in like i literally there's a bathroom on my floor but my floor has about seven different guys on that floor i go down to the second floor instead of the third where there's only two guys who work on that floor. So mathematically, the chances of being <laughs> run into are much lower. And so I, lit I legitimately will almost only shit on that second floor bathroom 
Um, not the first. The first floor is where public people come in, and uh, it's yeah, madness. You know, you know, I would never, I would never touch that. it. But <laughs> that's where people come into city hall, and they're just like, ah, I don't know. Fuck it. That, that's that's where the the plebes and like the yeah. regular citizens yeah. go. But like, I try to make sure I go to where mathematically I have the least chance to be bothered. I hate being bothered because like, even when I'm like fully done, I don't like, I don't like to be found out when yeah. I'm shitting. It doesn't make sense. I, I will sit in the stall until the person in the urinal is fully done, yeah. washes their hands and leaves. Even though if I'm fully wiped and I'm fully done, like I will not get up just because I don't, I just don't want to be, I, I don't want to have that interaction, you know? So, so I remember back in the dawn of the early internet days, there was some website that was funny. Could have even been like Maxim, like their .com or uh-huh. something. They listed they gave names to the different bathroom people and I <laughs> fell under the category of the creeper. I don't want anyone <laughs> to see me going in or out of that stall, but I don't care once I'm in there, how crazy it gets or whatever, because I'm in my stall, but I don't want the, the shame, you know, the people see me same as you. I don't want to have that like interaction, you mm-hmm. know, like when, when you come or go or whatever, but yeah, I don't. I, and, and just like you, man, I, I mean, I would rather crap at home. And for me, it's more about like sanitary issues, man. I'm kind of a germaphobe. So I'm like, I don't want to, I don't want to sit there, but if it's like an emergency, like, and I will, I'll, I'll, I'll do it if I have to, but I don't want anyone seen me entering or leaving the stall they can see my <laughs> shoes and that's it now all that being said i've never had this scenario and this sounds like the worst case scenario of my entire life my buddy luke i'm not, I'm not throwing him under the bus or anything but my buddy <laughs> luke li- worked at an office where it's your typical office with cubicles and shit like that but the bathroom was unisex and it was in the middle of the office, so everyone could see you go to the bathroom. Uh, and that, for me, would be the worst scenario, worst-case scenario in the entire world. And, like, I know for a fact that, like, he had to, like, get to work early sometimes just to go to the bathroom. And, like, like it factored into his day and shit, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny what we do for, like, a proper bathroom routine. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and uh, man, I, I'm sure some people do not want to hear this, uh, this conversation at all. But I do have to ask, f- there's a lot of people that are firm believers in this, but do you poop on, on company time? Like a lot of people save theirs for they get to work. And they're like, I'm going to just poop on the works money, you know, not on my own. No, I, I, I know people who do and they, they enjoy it. I feel like they, they, I they, feel like they save it up. Yeah, they get a like, little like thrill from it or something. And then they spend so much time in there. <laughs> I'm I'm a I'm a fast pooper. Yeah, and I've actually too. had times where people I can I know I, I try to make sure my poops are so goddamn fast that people <laughs> think I'm just peeing. Does that make sense? <laughs> yes, 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 dude. Even when I'm at home, man, I don't. I'm not one of those people that sit there for like an hour. Yeah. I am there for whatever time is needs to be. And other, I'm not gonna sit here in my own filth. But I do get like the people who do that are usually like dads and moms and stuff. Like this is their yeah. only like their only solace yeah. and their peace. But like if you're not a dad and you're or, or a mom and you're just sitting in your own filth, then you know <laughs> but yeah i mean i take pride in the fact that i don't think too many people you know know <laughs> that you're doing how, it what what i'm doing you know oh is he just peeing or is he just is he shit? you'll never know because they're about equal time because i go in for business i don't go in for pleasure mm-hmm. That's for sure. That's that's right, baby. <laughs> oh man, man, oh man. How many listeners did we lose on that conversation? Yeah, let's maybe we should tie things back to Seinfeld as opposed to our own bowel movements. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So uh, we find out that the uh, you know the other person who didn't uh, leave her a square um, is Jerry's date. They're at the movie theater. Elaine is with her date Tony. Um, both dates are celebrities or pseudo celebrities or pseudo celebrities. So Um, we'll start off with Jane and I'll let you talk about Jane because in our last episode, and as most people know, we, we 
record these back to back, you you couldn't help but mention <laughs> your desire for Jamie Gertz. So uh, just tell me a little bit about her. I mean, she's in Lost Boys, guys. It's fucking Jamie Gertz, 16 Candles. Like, she was a staple of the 80s, man. And I love her. I love her in Lost Boys. She'll always be, you know, that character to Sorry. me. So for and, me, and Twi- Twister is what I remember. I remember her best from Twister. Funny oh, one. do you? Okay. Yeah. Were you not a big? I know you're not a big horror guy, so you didn't watch I've Lost Boys. I've still not seen Lost Boys. Okay. I've never okay. seen it. So. That makes sense. Why you didn't have any sort of love and affection for for the Gertz? So the <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, and then Tony Elaine's date is Dan Cortese. He's been on shows like Veronica's Closet, but he is most well known, and what I remember him best from, he was the host of MTV Sports. Yeah, so he was, so he was also most well known as Dan Cortez, not Cortese. Well, you're right. Whatever. Yeah, <laughs> you make thing. fun of me all the time for meme and GIF <laughs> and everything. Yeah. I'm gonna call you out on the Dan Cortese. I sat there, I let it wash over me, and I'm like. What the fuck's a Cortese? He spells it. He spells it E S E at the end, so it looks like Cortese. All right. Oh god. But you're right because I remember, yeah, Cortez, Dan Cortez from uh, MTV Sports. Yeah. But yes, he was the host of that for you know. So run, the run. Was that like? And I mean, you know, sadly, I mean, I should probably know this better than you since I'm older. But like, isn't the is is MTV where he started and then branched off into TV? I feel like that, that's what I remember him from. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, all right. So at the apartment, Kramer comes in. He wants to use Jerry's phone. Uh, you, Jerry even kind of mentions, like, you know, not one of those, what do you say, like 966 numbers or whatever yeah. it was. Yeah, 976. Um, nine, yeah. Yeah, 976. Uh, Elaine then comes in, tells Jerry about the whole situation with the, to- the toilet paper. Jerry realizes what's up. He tries to kind of eh, nonchalantly defend the other person. <laughs> and, I, and I love he's about to go into his, his bedroom when when Elaine says the toilet paper and he just goes, oh, whoa. And I love how he just like stops. I love reaction shots like that. I love mm-hmm. that kind of shit. Yeah. And he does a good job. You're right. The, uh, you mentioned this in the last episode. But Jerry's faces and Jerry's just, you know, his reactions. He does a good job. Yeah. And they kind of make fun of Jerry for not being a good actor back in the pilot, if you remember. But the thing is, like, he is a good actor. He does a good job with this stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, Elaine's just pissed about the whole situation. And uh, we also find out that Jerry and Elaine are going to double date in the future. And so we kind of know, okay, that'll be fun whenever uh, they have to deal with that. Just Mm -hmm. from us knowing. You know, we're on the inside track with this episode a lot. Like, we, we know what's going on more than a lot of the other characters. And so that's kind of, it adds to the humor. Mm-hmm. So, um, Elaine picks up the phone to call a cab to head out. And we hear there's a phone sex line going on that Kramer apparently has called. Uh, apparently Kramer's uh pseudonym he, or he goes by, uh, Andre. Andre. <laughs> I love it. I don't know why Andre. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, Kramer, Talks he, Kramer also talks about this uh, this Erica woman this the voice of this Erica woman um, who he's talking to on this sex sex line uh, and the voice is somewhat familiar to Jerry but just a little bit right now and what no he, and that's that's it for now and what does Kramer say Flinty Flinty yeah Flinty you know almost 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 uh, smoky you know, like a flint like you know like a, yeah. a, a sparky you know yeah yeah. I've just I've never heard that term before for especially for someone's voice. I have like heard yeah like a like a smoky sort of raspy sort of voice. I I get why why that's attractive. I just have never heard the term flinty before. But I actually like flinty better than smoky. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it's it may not be as intense as smoky, yeah. but it's 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 got like a hints of it. Yeah, I would I would say. And I'll bring it up later. Um, but this. You know, compared to the last episode, one of the things that I said that I really liked about the last episode, the conversion, was I liked all of Kramer's business. Like I liked everything he had to do in the episode because I felt like it was I felt like it was plausible and I felt like it kind of tied into his character. This is the other end of that coin where like why would he use Jerry's phone to call a porn sex line in Jerry's mm-hmm. bed? Like that's just too perverted. Like, come on, man, go with your See- own you for your own time. 
time for that. I, I just felt like I get where it all goes, and, and yeah. I'm fine with where it all goes, but it's a little bit more contrived than, say, like the last episode. See, I feel Kramer would be okay with doing that, but at the same time, I feel like he would only be okay with doing that if Jerry wasn't home. You know, if if, if yeah. Jerry was out of town, like doing a show yes. somewhere yes. else, I could totally see Kramer doing that. But asking to do that while Jerry's home is a bit much. Yes. I agree. Yeah. Now, what's not a bit much and what I could actually <laughs> go with some more is I love any time Jerry talks about Dan Cortez's character, how he pops his <laughs> collar and does that like cool guy move, yeah. that cool guy dance. I love I You know what? I adore that. I more than love it. I adore it. Which is kind of funny because he hasn't he hasn't, he hasn't even really met Tony yet. Because he, he talks about at the uh, movie theater, you know, oh, yeah. I thought Elaine and her boyfriend were going to be here. He hasn't really met her. But he knows he's a cool him. guy. <laughs> but he knows him exactly. And so while he's driving Elaine home as opposed to her taking a taxi or whatever, um, yeah, he coins the term Mimbo and pops his collar and does that joke. I don't think Mimbo was a word before Seinfeld. I think this is a Seinfeld-created word, or you know, at least in the whole zeitgeist of um, pop culture. Yeah, I I will take a s- exception to that and say I do believe it was a word prior. Um, I do believe okay. I felt like I, I, it was. I've heard it before, but I do think that Seinfeld pushed it forward further than it was ever going to be, you know? Yeah. Uh, that, all right. Fair enough. It may have been created earlier, but I would say 100% it was popularized by Seinfeld. Right. Yes. I, I will. I'll back you up on that one. And it's funny that you're talking about that um, because they also refer to George having a non-sexual crush on, on mm-hmm. Dan Cortez's character, which we know it's, it's funny to hear him say that. He's like, oh, he's got a non-sexual crush. And I'm like, oh, you mean a man crush? It's like, yeah. oh, that term didn't come around until later. But now moving forward as a society, we all just say man crush and we get it. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's fucking I, 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 this is probably just something very specific to me, but I think it's neat that like you see the, the need for a word. You you, mm-hmm. you see the need for the word there. It wasn't created yet, and then later on it will be. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of fucking cool, you know? Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Who would be your number one man crush? Oh, I mean, I have a lot of man crushes, Um, but I, right off the top of my head, oh, boy, I will always have a man crush on Timothy Oliphant. He is awesome. <laughs> He is awesome. And I've I've kind of I've mentioned this to some other people. If they made the Deadpool movie like ten years earlier, or maybe even five years earlier, I think Timothy Timothy Elephant would have been an amazing Deadpool. Mm. No, I like that, buddy. That's a good call right there. Now, yeah. Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is was perfect. perfect. Yeah. He's perfect. But if that was before his opportunity, Timothy Elephant would have been awesome. Did you watch Justified on FX? I haven't, but I've heard so many good things. It's so fucking good, bro. So good. Nice. Okay. Uh, all right. So wait, wait. Uh, we, what's your man crush, my man? Well, all right. My, my of all time, it's Arnold. Okay. Arnold is he's the peak of man. Um, you know, he he was Mr. Olympia seven times. You know, so he's got like one of the greatest bodies in history. He also. Whatever he does, he dominates. And when he wants to go into acting, he becomes the biggest fucking actor. No, you know, he's not the best actor, but he is the highest paid actor of its of his time. He goes into politics. He gets the highest position that he can for someone who is born outside of the United States. Like, whatever he wants to do, he's going to kill at it. And mm-hmm. you know his work ethic is fucking insane. I appreciate him. Like, he's just... I will never become him, obviously, uh, but I respect. It's not just respect. I adore. I I love him I, for uh, you know in a non-sexual, but maybe a little sexual. Yeah, sure. uh, <laughs> I love him. Like, what's so they, what's yeah. your favorite uh, uh, Arnold mo- uh, like look like like in a movie? Your favorite Arnold, like not the movie, but your favorite Arnold. And I'll tell you, mine is Dutch and Predator is my favorite yeah, like D- Arnold. Dutch and Predator is a really good call. Um, it, and I, I'm going to take away the pumping iron, the, um, the 1975 yeah. documentary, yeah. uh, or of his, the documentary of his 1975, because that's his Mr. Olympia. He's so, you know, like that is like, 
Arnold at his like peak conditioning or one of his peak conditionings. Um, Predator is is maybe his apex, but the thing is, his over the top actually comes before that in Commando. Yes, I knew you. Commando. Gonna, yeah. He's so fucking ridiculously awesome. Yeah, like I, I think he's got some of the best puns in Commando, and he's just re- when he has his like gear gear up like section uh, to 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 go into like the final fight yeah. with everybody at, in Commando. Like that is. It's not the best Arnold movie, but it might be the most Arnold Arnold, Arnold movie. movie. Yes, yes. I and by the way, dude, uh, uh, Zach and I both love Commando, so we will absolutely be doing that on podcasting after dark. I can't cool. wait to say, "Remember, Sully, when I promised to kill you last, I lied." Uh, it's so good. And if anybody wants to hear me me talk about Commando, I do it on a friend's podcast. It is uh, named Ken Johnson. He has a podcast called. You call those tactics. He is an active military guy, and so he's watching military movies. Oh, that's cool. And so uh, so he had me on, and we talked Commando. And then just recently, we dropped a Predator episode where both John and I talk Predator with him. I love Ken. He needs to fix some of his editing styles. I want him to, like, he's, he's – I lo- Ken, you're awesome. He doesn't listen to Cartwright. Um, but – he needs to, if he he needs to shape up some of his editing. He's just not he's not the best editor, but he is a he's a he's a fun dude and he knows his his obviously his military stuff. So he brings that knowledge where like I bring my Arnold pop culture knowledge, and so it was actually kind of fun. That's cool. And uh, well, can you give the give it again real quick? The name yeah. of it? Uh, you call those tactics? Cool. So uh, the two most recent episodes, because uh, he doesn't have a he doesn't really because he's active military, so he is kind of like. He's busy with some shit, mm-hmm. probably more important shit than, <laughs> than what we do. Um, but uh, his last two episodes was me with uh, him on the Commando and then me and John with him on the Predator. And so it's a lot of fun. I am definitely going to be listening to both of those. That sounds like a fantastic concept. Um, I, yeah. I think there was a I – I don't know the name of it. There's podcasts out there that I think somebody is a lawyer and then they go mm-hmm. through movies and they talk about if the laws are like yeah. – Are they doing that Very correctly? Very similar. <laughs> exactly. He goes through shit and, and like yeah. makes – like he just rips on these movies for being like – Oh my but, god! But he actually says like you shouldn't have done this. You should have kicked the door this way, or you know. Yeah, this, he, yeah. Well, he t- exactly. He talks about like okay, these tactics are correct, or this is That's how it's cool. actually done. Stuff like that. You know? Okay. But he does it in a very sarcastic tone. That's cool. I like that. All right. So. All right. I'm gonna go check that out. Cool. Hey everybody, Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey everybody, I'm Corey. And I'm Zach. And we're the hosts of Podcasting After Dark, a cast dedicated to late night horror and sci-fi of the 80s and 90s, often found on HBO and Cinemax. You know, the movies your parents didn't want you watching as a kid. You can find us every other week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, and Stitcher. This is what you want. This is what you get. And now back to the show. All right, so we cut to monks. Back to Seinfeld. Holy cat! What, what a diatribe! <laughs> Sorry, everybody who's actually wanting to listen to us talk about Seinfeld. <laughs> and the only thing I was going to say too about the scene with him and uh, Lane in the car too is, uh, d- do you defrost your freezer? But you know what? Let's not go down that road anymore. No, Who gives a shit? Such, such <laughs> Fuck that noise. Thing. <laughs> and now, if you're talking about a mini fridge, mini fridge needs needs that, but not not a new, not a modern f- freezer. Yeah, like, but but apparently Jerry's did back then. So, oh yeah, well. yeah, yeah. All right, so we cut to monks. Uh, we just see George. I love his. He's just enthralled with yeah. Tony. It's funny. It reinforces you know them talking about you know George having a man crush. Um, and I love when George turns his hat backwards to kind of match to kind of like you know get the the same vibe as tony it's so it's so cute <laughs> it, it is it. it is cute it is cute <laughs> yeah so um but you know but like he's you know trying to figure out you know what, what are they gonna do and and tony needs a rush yeah. you know he needs he needs something something to kind of get his juices he's an extreme guy obviously coming from mtv sports um but so yeah, th- this about- is one of those times where I think it's meta because even though he's not playing, obviously, Dan Cortez, 
Mm-hmm. It's still that or energy. Cortese. Or Cortese. Yeah. <laughs> it's still the same energy. And I think you're, they're definitely playing on what you you would expect from him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so they talk about a couple different things like bowling. No, he doesn't, he doesn't get a rush from bowling. Um, rock climbing. Rock climbing is what it's going to do. Uh, and so George says like, oh yeah, oh dude, I'll, I'll bring uh, sandwiches. That's how George can contribute to this relationship is by bringing sandwiches. <laughs> Again, <But> so cute. <laughs> it is. It is so cute. Um, but the rock climbing, it's going to happen manana. Uh, Kramer comes in. Now, I have to say, this rock climbing, you want to go rock climbing manana? You and I are both on a Seinfeld uh, Facebook group called was it was a Seinfeld quotes or yeah, whatever the hell so, it is. Yeah. Genius Seinfeld quotes, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Every like at least at least like once a week someone says, "I'm going rock climbing manana. Do you want to join me?" <laughs> like that this is a, this is a line that has obviously penetrated like, you know, the Seinfeldian fan club. Yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh but Kramer comes in and it, manana, he's doing nada. So he's down. Of course, I love that about Kramer. He's down yeah. for anything, Th- you know, whatever it is. We've talked about that before. We love that Kramer is down for adventures at all points in time. Yeah, exactly. Um, funny enough, we, my wife and I kind of kind of tie it into, do you watch Bob's Burgers at all? Um, I watched like the first four, four or five seasons. And then okay, I so you've seen, yeah. oh, you've seen enough. You've yeah. seen plenty. I always kind of attribute, I, I love the character. I, I love all those characters. I'm a big fan of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Linda, Linda yeah. is very similar to whatever is going to happen. Linda is up for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things that we like. Or she's like, oh, my God, you're going to go bowling. Yeah, I'm up for it. I'm Linda. Like, it's just who cares? And so Kramer, I get the same kind of vibe where it's just like, oh, man, if there's something happening, they're going to fucking change their mindset and they're going to be down. Yeah. And it's just those are the fun people you want to be around. Yep. Yep. Oh, and then it clearly, you know, also prepared like Kramer's going to have like all the, the outfit to wear and everything. So, yeah. you know. That was that was my George trying to that do was it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I guess before we get into that though, uh we are at the apartment. George talks about how cool Tony is. Oh, he just God, he loves him. Um he's a little upset with Kramer for kind of jumping in. Um, but Kramer, you know, kind of calls out George for being in love with Tony. We get a little of this uh the classic george homophobia yeah once he gets called out for it um and that kind of kicks in um that's fine i i think that's that's part of his character and i i didn't hate it here yeah and it's uh it's a different time too so I'm yeah not, yeah not that there's anything wrong with that exactly <laughs> yeah <laughs> of course uh someone calls kramer answers and he feels like he recognizes that voice you know but it's you know it's, it's jane it's it's uh jerry's girlfriend all right We'll come back to that later. Of course. Did you notice on Jerry's refrigerator, there is a child's drawing of Superman on there? No. Uh, there, There is the Seinfeld magnet there, though, yeah? The the, the Superman magnet is Seinfeld. Yeah, but Seinfeld is Superman. Yeah. Superman is Seinfeld. Yeah. You know what I mean. But on the other side, not on where you open the doors, but on the side of the oh. fridge, even more towards the camera, there is a kid's drawing of Superman. It you know looks like more like an eight year old or something like that. And I was just curious. I didn't know if that was uh, maybe supposed to be like Jerry's as a kid or supposed oh. maybe a fan or something. Maybe it'll come up a next episode or something. I'm not sure, but right now it's there, and I didn't see it before this episode. So and it doesn't play into this episode. So I don't know why. It got added interesting no yeah. i didn't didn't pay attention and, to that at all and weird little side thing did you notice that like jerry is on his computer a lot this this episode i did notice that that was kind of strange yeah yeah ugly ass old fucking 19 yeah. <laughs> 1994 computer man yeah yeah exactly when you like film it like the lines mm-hmm. go through and it just lo- looks terrible because of the different refresh rate etc yep. yep 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 
Hey yo, hey we can uh, talk about that. I can talk about that if y'all want, yeah. just because I know film and I know that's a, just, <laughs> so. So why exactly? No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to get into yeah, that. Well, <laughs> it's because they have a, a refresh rate of 60 hertz. Yep. Um, but but the film at uh, uh, refresh rate is different from frame rate. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but that's why whenever you see in a movie before they kind of figured out how to sort of fix it, uh, and I think nowadays you just use a, a green screen on there and they Most just add the time, it in. Yep. Yeah. But back Back in the day, you used to see computer screens or TV screens. If they roll, if it looks like the the, the yeah. picture's rolling, that's because the camera's uh, kind of capturing the the refresh rate of it. It's yeah, it's cool. I always like that kind of shit. Yeah, it's interesting. All right, so at rock climbing, uh, Kramer, he is uh, very nonchalant with the ropes and just in general, he's just like George is like plastered against the the actual rocks, and Kramer's just like. He trusts the the ropes and he trusts like you know the 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 nails or whatever that have been hammered and he's just like swinging around like like a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> George is freaked out. Yeah, but like Kramer's being a little bit too fucking uh, basic here. Not basic, but he's just being a little too nonchalant um, with his. Uh... Yeah. Very, yes. Exactly. As I said, nonchalant. Um, there is some poor green screen. Did you notice the green oh screen? Oh my god, bro. Even worse than the green screen, at the very end when they pull back and you see the actual, you know, uh, uh, matte painted or whatever inserted mm. Photoshop rock thing, when on my TV, it was as if they took like a 200 pixel JPEG and blew <laughs> it up to the, you know, 60, whatever, 60 inch TV that I had. It was the worst pixelated, you know, yeah. JPEG bullshit I've ever seen. It's like, guys, HD, get the, get the shit hd but yeah it's the the special effects in this scene are terrible yeah and that happens i mean yeah. it was set for standard definition yeah i'm not so. i'm not at all harping on it but as yeah. someone who used to work in like graphic design and stuff it's like i'm like god like you, you tell everyone rule number one you can't blow an image up you can only shrink it down if you blow it up mm-hmm. it gets all pixelated and shit and it's just like you i mean and knowing how i mean dude nowadays just when i was doing internet shit or like web shit like like 10 years ago the size of the files like now there's so much bigger so yep. i know that that backdrop image that jpeg that they used for that was just kilobytes yeah. kilobytes <laughs> baby oh that shit needs to be gigabytes baby <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh shit needs to be a tiff file motherfucker <laughs> motherfucker get that or shit dng or something <laughs> yeah all right um so George does not tie off the ropes properly. Now it is 100% George's fault because um, Tony asks George to do it, but George gets sidetracked with the sandwiches. Of course. (laughs) So, so Tony ends up falling and uh, then we cut to the apartment. Um, Funny enough, Jerry asks for a napkin, napkin, and Jane is like, uh, "No, I, I can't give you one." Yeah, just kind of showing how neurotic she is with that stuff. So I'm guessing at this point, it's a it's a personality tick, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I don't think. I don't think she's maybe that all that selfish, or there was actually not a square to spare. I think it is her mentality, or she, she's got some kind of weird, like like how Jerry's going to become more of a germ freak later. Yeah. She is a, I don't know, napkin, paper, paper goods freak. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I picked up on that. I'm like, it's it's a personality trait of hers, I think. I don't think yeah. she's really trying to be malicious about it. I, I It could actually be like some kind of OCD thing, you know? Yeah. True. Very true. Uh, but Elaine comes up and... Jerry, knowing that they kind of know each other only through voices, he gives uh, Jane a whole bunch of gum because her she's had some garlic or whatever. And so now she can only kind of speak through chewing this whole bunch of gum. And so Elaine doesn't realize who it is, the yeah. square to spare girl. That was, yeah. that was quick, uh, quick goat thinking on, on Jerry's part. Yeah. Yes, it was. So uh, George and Kramer come up. And they tell Elaine about Tony. And <laughs> I love how I love how Elaine goes like, "Did you have fun?" And Kramer's like, "You know, for a little while." 
<laughs> and she's all worried because she knows she knows she's not dating Tony for his overall qualities. She likes him because he's a mimbo. He's a good-looking, you know, you know, idiot. He's he's like an Anna Nicole Smith kind of person. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Looks good, and actually, I never thought Anna Nicole Smith was all that attractive. You know what? You, that 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 type. Yeah, I know, I know. I just I found it interesting that you went with the Anna Nicole Smith route. I I, I I mean, I just I feel Anna Nicole Smith is the representative of the bimbo. Yeah. I mean, who do you? No, no, you're please, you're right. No, you're who is right. who that's, is a better bimbo? No, that's 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 yeah. That comes to my head immediately as well. It just—it's so funny now. It's so dated and old. It really—I mean, it's—it's—it's it's, it's weird. It only—it caught me off guard because it's like I have I, three nostalgic. I, podcasts, I know, you I know, but it caught me off guard because I was like, yeah, that's probably my person that I would reference as well. And then I just started thinking about like how freaking old that is, and then I just started thinking yeah. about how old I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're even older than me. I know, I know, a good bit, significantly. <laughs> Fuck so, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to die way before I am. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I don't, uh, all those whiskeys you're drinking there, pal. Hey, hey, hey fuck uh, you. You know what? Isn't this what, it, like, pickles you, right? Isn't that how it works? Yes. Like, the, the whiskey yes, pickles yes. you, and so you last a little, little longer. It, pre- it preserves you on the inside, yeah. yes. Says the man who's drinking a, a high-gravity beer right now. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, we cut to Elaine's apartment. Tony's face is all wrapped up and mangled. Obviously, that's the whole reason she's dating him. Um, and she's all kind of, you know, worried right now. And he's got his fucking shoes on the fucking couch. (laughs) That obviously sparked something with you that I I didn't really notice on. I always look for fucking shoes on the couch, man. His legs were up and his shoes were on. I'm like, you're gross, motherfucker. (laughs) I will remember if I ever make it out and hung out with you, I will take my shoes off at the door. Oh, of course. And so they never, they never, actually, actually, that was your rule yeah. when when you used to live in LA. Yeah. Uh, when I came over, it was shoes off shoes at the door. Every, everybody's shoes off because yeah. we've all been to bars and those shoes, yeah. I, I we know what's on the floor of bars, the bath, bathrooms and bars. So yeah. yes, shoes and off. Me, and me and my wife, we do the shoes off at the door for us, but I do, uh, you know, I, I'm more lax when there's people who come over. Okay, but but you know, we try to live by it. But yeah, we're not as we're not as um, tough on it as you are. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Uh, George comes over to Elaine's place. He's trying to make amends to Tony, but Tony's pissed at him. Um, and I like George and just how pathetic he is in this scene. <laughs> he's just he's just like, I mean, he knows he fucked up, and he is just. He's so he's so in love with Tony that he just he just kind of like, you know, he just he folds and he's just he's just he doesn't know what to do. When when Tony's like, yeah, you, George, I don't I don't want to ever see you again. And George goes, oh, Tony, like he's just he's <laughs> crushed. But did you see what he brought over as the the peace offering as, as you know, as the olive branch? What was it? Superman comic books. Oh, yeah. He brought some Superman. <laughs> and Tony takes them. Uh, he takes them. He, he's like, bring yeah. them over here. Yeah. He, t- he takes them very quickly. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Dude, which is great because that guy, like that character totally looks like somebody who would read comic books. Not someone who would say they read comics, but would read them like sort of like if someone gave it to him. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Are you reading anything right now? Uh, actually, no, buddy. Now that I'm not on OCD anymore with Tess, I haven't really mm-hmm. been keeping up with comic books much. Sadly, that's that's really weird. You really just actually caused me to <laughs> take a look at myself <laughs> because I've always I always read comics, man. My entire life, I've always read comics. Uh, but I, I've done that. I've gone through like lulls where I'll pick, I'll go back up at some point. But man, it's yeah. it's free time, like. Let me say, you know, and I know you know, but to the people out there, once you start producing content, you have very little time to actually consume content. And my content of choice is actually podcasts. So Mm -hmm. I don't watch a lot of TV and I sadly don't read a lot of comic books anymore, but I listen to a lot of podcasts. 
So that's kind of like I kind of ch- made a conscious decision to go that mm-hmm. route because I can also clean and do things while I'm, you know, listening to the podcast and whatnot. Because you know what? A full time job is um, running a household like I am yeah. just I'm just a stay at home husband. And it, it takes like half my day to kind of like clean up and get straight. I can't even imagine people with kids and everything and whatnot. That is the. That is a job. It's an actual job, you know, mm-hmm. to, to watch kids and take care of the household. So my hat is off to my mom, your mom, like all the single moms out there, all the single dads out there who do that kind of mm-hmm. shit, man. I don't even have a kid, and it takes half the day to keep yeah. everything fucking just up and up, you know? All, all the people exactly who have, who have to have a full-time job and, and still do that geez. shit when it's just kids around? Yeah. Insane. My hat is off to you. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Corey here. I just wanted to let you know that we'll be right back after these short messages. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talking Back, the podcast where we like to chat about past achievements in movies, comics, video games, and more. I'm your host, Tim, and with me today in studio is co-host Dean. Oh, hey, Dean. hey, Tim. Dean. Huh? Uh, this isn't a full episode. This is actually just an ad. All we have to do is tell everyone that our podcasts come out on Mondays and they can find us on their favorite podcatcher. If they're into movies, comics, or video games, they should definitely check us out. Oh, well then, thanks everybody for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Talking back. Hello everybody, I'm Adam. I'm John. And every week we are giving you a blast from our past. We are the podcast that brings you full-on movie breakdowns, TV show reviews, album reviews, top tens, and more, all from the things of our nostalgic past. So please join us every single week on the Blast From Our Past podcast. You can find us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, however you listen to podcasts, you can find us, and we would love to have you take a trip with us to the land of nostalgia. And now, back to the show. In the apartment, Jerry's getting a massage from Jane, and there's a, I, there's a bunch of laughter from the audience. I felt like this was uh, was this a throwback to the masseuse? Yeah, because he goes, uh, "Oh, I've been waiting, I've been, a I've been while waiting for forever." This. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and here's well, here's the thing: How did that audience know? That yeah. it was a throwback to the masseuse. It absolutely was. I guarantee you that it was written okay. that way. But how would they know? Because that episode only came out a few. Do you think that they filmed the masseuse in this? No, back to back. No, it couldn't have been. I don't think so. But also, like, the masseuse only makes sense because she's a masseuse. Jane's not a masseuse, well, and so like, why does that matter? It's not as funny because she's not a masseuse, and so like. Yeah. I don't know. No, I I, I feel that it was 100% written as an oh, like a, a callback to that. But my mm-hmm. question is, like you have, why did the audience know, knowing yeah. that like if it was the season prior, then yeah, because that audience, those audience members would know it from the season prior, but they haven't seen that masseuse episode. They This was all filmed, you know, a couple weeks back to back to back to back, you know, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it was a bit confusing, but I absolutely, I wrote the same thing. This had to be a throwback. It, was, it just felt too obvious. Yeah. So. Uh, all right. Kramer comes in. Uh, he notices that voice and he kind of starts freaking out. You know, he wants to head out. Um, you know, uh, he says he's going to Uptown. Uh, so is she. And so she talks about splitting a cab. And Kramer responds, what about the driver? The line, what about the driver, was a callback to what Jerry and Elaine overheard on the phone when they picked up earlier, when, when he was talking to uh, the sex phone operator. Yes. Yeah. It's cute. It honestly went over my head at first. I My wife actually had to explain it to me, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. Oh. Uh, that was, that was a yeah. line that I always picked up on. I, I always okay. thought that was funny because he was – I liked how he delivered. He's like, yeah, but what about the driver? Like a little sly move like that. But knowing mm-hmm. what we know about her later, she does a good job covering it up here. She does. Yeah. At this point, you still aren't sure yeah. what she is or what, you know, what she does. So Kramer changes his mind. He doesn't need to go uptown anymore. Uh, she heads out and he tells Jerry, that's Erica. That's the girl from the nine, six, seven number or whatever it was. <laughs> um, he's crazy. Uh, that's what Jerry thinks. Jerry thinks he's crazy, but but Kramer says no. Is he just so sane that he blew his mind? And he goes into all these diff- couple yeah. different uh, these things, which is just like, 
where did this come from? It, it felt almost improv. I don't know if it was, but it felt like it. They they were great and they were absolutely clip show. Like we've seen the am I mm. so sane that I blew your mind? Like that's yeah. the one they show. Like that's always in a Kramer montage right there. I love it. I think I love those those little quips that he's doing. I think it's hilarious. And I love you. So. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. I love you too. <laughs> All right. Uh, at Monks, Elaine is worried that Tony, you know, just may not be as beautiful as he used to be. Um, you know, that's that's her mimbo. She loves she loves him for being a mimbo. Yeah, and some lady in the crowd just was tickled every single time <laughs> Elaine said mimbo. She was very loud with her laughter for that one. Interesting. I okay. didn't pick up on it. Yeah, you were hyper aware of the crowd. I think these episodes. ever since the puffy shirt episode when that lady yeah. was like, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah, I think ever <laughs> since then, a part of my brain is now dedicated to like following the, the crowd reactions. Yeah, yeah. fair enough. Uh, Jerry sees uh, Kramer in another booth. Apparently, Kramer's there to meet with Erica the phone sex operator uh jane walks in and jerry calls her out which you know he he's pretty certain of it but at the time you you're still not sure at this point what's going on and we also see another little quick little thing where she can't spare a tissue when uh i think elaine asks for a tissue she can't spare it and then here's where elaine realizes jane was the one from the bathroom it all clicks uh Yes, it's good shit. Uh, Jane goes to the bathroom, but Elaine runs and passes her, <laughs> grabs all the toilet paper. This is funny shit. It's great. Uh, exactly. And then in a complete reverse kind of, you know, flip-flop scene from before, the very first scene of the season, other than the stand-up, we see Elaine and Jane side-by-side side in a stall, this time at Monk's. She needs a square. She needs a square or something, and Elaine isn't letting her have it. And she realizes, you know, who it is and all this kind of shit. Uh, we see Elaine run out of the bathroom with all the toilet paper in her hand. Funny ass scene. This is yeah, clip show. Love this shit. And I, I love Elaine's energy. I love the yeah. look on her face. It's She's so the, fucking confident. Yeah, it's great. It's the best fucking revenge. It's it's awesome. It's it's so satisfying. Yep. Uh, Jane comes out pissed and she says to Jerry, you know, realizing all this shit of who Elaine is, she says, don't call me anymore. And then she, in a very flinty voice, goes to Kramer and says, you either. (laughs) (laughs) And then walks away and we get that confirmation. She is Erica from the phone sex. Ha ha ha. Hilarious. And then we get a stand up on extreme sports. Yes. Yes. Now, of course, the thing is extreme sports, bungee jumping. Uh, for me, if bungee jumping is a sport, so is being a crash test dummy. Just lean, just leaning doesn't make it a sport. It's like a wily e. coyote uh, idea, isn't it? He's like the thing I, I wonder about skydiving is why do they even bother with the helmets? Can you almost make it? You might as well wear a party hat. What's the difference? You jump out of a plane at twenty thousand feet in the air. The chute doesn't open. I got news for you. The helmet is the helmet is now wearing you for protection. Later on, the helmet's talking to other helmets, saying, "Oh boy, it's a good thing he was there. I would have hit the ground directly." You know, I thought it was funny if he just ended it with. You know the difference? He's already like the mm-hmm. the the helmet is now wearing you for protection. That's that yeah. should have just been where he cut it right there and was I done agree. with it. The extra little bit of helmets talking to each other is dumb, but like the whole idea of wearing a helmet while you're skydiving is ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. When you think about it, because, yeah, that's not going to do shit. And it's such a great punchline where he says the helmet is now wearing you for protection. Yes. I was like, I perfect. Agree. And then you're still talking. Why, why are you still talking, Jerry? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But, but there is there is some quality in there. Yes, yeah. Just need to cut it cut it early. Yeah, exactly. So. Uh, you took the last uh, one. I, I will take this one. Jamie Gertz. Five five Jamie Gertz out of – no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, <laughs> well, I, tell me. You didn't really talk about how much you adore her. Uh, <laughs> Um, so because you, you like last episode, obviously this seems to be one of your girls. 
Why do you love Jamie Gertz so much? I Lost Boys, man. I I've always had a crush on her ever okay, since yeah. ever since the eighties. Uh, Lost Boys. I love Jamie Gertz. But here's the thing: as much as I love Jamie Gertz, I fucking hate Jane. Like Jane is a <laughs> terrible fucking girlfriend for Jerry. So this episode has a lot of it's it's weird. It's it's a it's a it's like a, a, a seesaw. It's, it goes back and mm. forth because for one thing, I love. What everyone is doing, like, I love what even Kramer's doing, but I don't think it's, like, realistic. Like, Kramer's storyline in this felt a little forced, whereas the episode prior, the conversion, it felt like, it, it. even though it was weird, it felt more organic. Whereas in this one, it felt like we have to sort of force Kramer into it. How do we give him the time? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but mm. I still always enjoy what he does. It was like sort of the scenario of like him listening to phone sex on Jerry's phone. I'm like, I'm just not, I'm not buying that, you know? <laughs> but overall... I very much enjoy this episode. Um, yes, Jamie Gertz's character annoys me, but I love Jamie Gertz herself. Um, I love the stuff that Elaine is doing in this one. And I think it pulls off at the very end with one of the most satisfying revenges that we, we get mm-hmm. probably in this series. But like just in TV, like they do a great job setting this up and having Jane's comeuppance. And it's all because yeah. at the beginning you know, it's it's just ridiculous that Jane wouldn't help out her fellow human, you know? Like, that's a ridiculous idea, even though we established that I would probably do the same. But I would also <laughs> get what was coming to me for it, because you should help out your fellow human. You absolutely should do that. And Jane is yeah. terrible. That being said, I do believe that it might be an OCD tick, and if that's the case, it's technically really not her fault. That might just be me reaching to find something uh, <laughs> redeemable about my beloved Gertz, uh, uh, you know. But um, overall, I can't give it 4.5. I can't give it a 5. But I will give it f- <laughs> four, <laughs> 4 splattered mimbos on the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> that's cute yeah uh yeah uh i enjoyed this episode um the call girl stuff was good it was classic the spare square was iconic and the way that you're right the way they brought that back at the end was so perfectly done was so satisfying so satisfying to see elaine walk out with that smug fucking look on her face holding all the toilet paper i loved it the rock climbing stuff, the Mimbo stuff, it was all hilarious. Um, I enjoyed it almost enough to call a sex line of my own and see what kind of happens from there. <laughs> I'm kind of curious. Um, yeah. So in all, I gave this four out of five rock climbing sandwiches. <laughs> I was I was leaving the, the squares for you. For- I know. Well, I... I, I the thing is, when I write my things, I am like, what the fuck is Corey going to write? I don't want to do the same thing as him. So I'm trying to get a little bit out of the box with some of it. But yeah, or four out of five squares to spare. Can, How about that? Can I give you a little inside baseball? I don't hmm. write anything. I actually don't come up with my score until right there on the fly. When we're talking about it, I go with my gut. And my the way that I plan for myself I almost always write two just in case <laughs> you did one of them. I will do the other. And so I try to make sure I'm set for whatever happens. When, uh, when I was on uh, ready to retro a couple, like about a month ago, talking about day of the dead, go, ch- uh-huh. go check out that episode. Um, at the end, uh, Chris took my, 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 what I was gonna, you know, use. And yes. uh, I kind of was like, Oh, I totally like just flummoxed and just brain farted. <laughs> <laughs> oh man but uh you know what's not a brain fart the blast from our past podcast that's just a regular fart <laughs> not a brain fart but yes no the blast from our past is a podcast all about nostalgia from mostly the 70s 80s and 90s anything that my brother and i find nostalgic pretty much movies tv shows top 10 reviews fan castings um something that we really enjoy doing album reviews that we also do Corey's a big fan of those um yeah, we talk all that stuff. Me and my brother, uh, we, you know, grew up together. We have a lot of the same kind of 
things and we just wanted to talk about shit from our past and we've been doing it for over three years now yeah and it's been a blast a blast from our past if you will uh we also (laughs) it's also been a blast listening for three years now i i've been listening i don't think i jumped on i think you were about maybe six months in or something like that when i jumped on but you came you came in early yeah i i distinctly remember like you know you and i we talked our our, um mutual friend jeff uh and 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 his wife now wife we were leaving town you and i met at their not that they're going away we actually met um at their at a wine mixer yeah we you and i you and my now wife um and you and uh, the girl you were dating at the time and jeff and uh his now wife yeah we all went to the malibu winery and we had a good time we you know we started talking about stuff you know we didn't like super hit it off but we kind of like, hey, hey, cool guy, cool, cool guy. Cool guy then, over there, yeah. <laughs> and then when they were doing their um, goodbye stuff because they were moving down to San Diego-ish area, um, you and I talked about podcasting stuff. And I was talking about I – think, I think at that time I was talking about you know, either starting or about to start or something, my podcast with my brother. And we really kind of kicked off podcasting yeah. shit from there. And you were like, oh, hey – I've done podcast stuff. Hey, I'm I'm working on a board game uh, with Jeff at this time as well. At the time, I think that kind of fell to pieces. Yeah. Um, but it was an awesome concept. Love board games, all that kind of shit. And so you and I struck our friendship from there. And you know, it was just oh, it's good shit, man. You know, it's all thanks it's all thanks to Jeff and Colleen <laughs> yeah, good old as to why we are we are what we are. Yeah, yeah. This this podcast honestly should be dedicated to to them for sure. Yeah. yeah <laughs> oh man. But uh yeah, I, I dude, awesome. I'm I'm that's impressive that you guys have been doing it for three years, dude. Seriously, like that's that's not nothing. You know what I mean? Like that's that's something to, to shake a stick at. So uh, I'm in, I'm impressed and I'm inspired as well. So as as we all know, I started podcasting after dark with Zach as sort of uh, trying to be a compliment uh, to the blast from our past and kind of like a compliment as in like a yin and a yang and like trying to hit the other side of it of things which it, you know which it is maybe it's even superior i don't no, know that's no, not superior no, because it, we're awesome they're, they're different um, they're, it's apples and oranges for sure yeah it is and and we just talk about different things different movies. i would say it's apples and peanut butter <laughs> they are they are totally different but they also work really well together. That you know what? I love apples and peanut butter. So I will yeah. I'll take that compliment. And um, you know what? You guys have heard me talk about podcast after dark and and Adam talk about uh throwback trivia takedown and blast from our past. But if I could have you guys listen to one podcast out of all of them, please check out Talking Back. Our buddies Tim and Dean are killing it. They're fucking crushing it up there in Canada. They're they're, they're it's the same similar format. They will break something down and and go through it and talk through it like like we do on Cartwright, like Adam and, and John does on Blaster and Past. Mm-hmm. Um, but they also do like comic books and stuff too. So yeah. Check them out. They have some really, really good stuff over there. Personally, for me, I love their Predator 2 episode. That's a great fucking episode. <laughs> I, I know. You've talked about that almost every time. Like, that is your one. For me, it's their Clone Wars episode. Oh, yeah. They talk about the, 2000, the 2003 Clone Wars movie, which I listened to that episode, and that made me want to rewatch the entire canon of Star Wars, which I'm in the middle of right now. I am watching all shows, all movies in the canon order, and it all is because of talking back. That's that's impressive. And both both of those things are impressive. My hat is off to you, buddy, for working your way through the Clone Wars. I know you just uh just wrapped wrapped it up. We were talking offline about mm-hmm. it. Um I loved the Clone Wars cartoons. It made me fall in love with the prequel era we talked about that offline how mm-hmm. how the cartoon just really like 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 fleshes out the movie concepts and and stuff like that and uh you know we're always talking about uh what what show we're gonna do next we still have like two years so it's yeah, i know it's, so much time but you know i wouldn't mind a star wars one we'll, we'll figure it out when we get there but uh you know you guys can rest assured something will happen and uh hey adam if you're new to Cartwright, a Seinfeld podcast. If, if, if you're just tuning in on episode 12, season five, and you're looking for the previous, all the previous episodes and the previous seasons, where do you think you can find those online? 
Probably nowhere. I think they're just gone. They're out. They're just out of the ether. You're just there's no luck. There's no way we can find them. No, that's bullshit. You can find every single episode of Cartwright of Seinfeld podcast ad free. That's advertising free. In case you don't know what ad means, in case you're an idiot, um, you're probably not. If you're listening to this podcast, you're not an idiot. You are a genius. Yeah, um, you're you're not uncultured swine. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, you can find all of our back catalog on our Patreon. Um, if this is your first time, if you are just coming in on season five, episode twelve, and you're trying to figure out, oh wow, I really enjoyed this. Where the hell is the earlier stuff? We put those on Patreon. We take down earlier stuff as we move into new seasons. So. Check all that stuff out. They are just as funny as this episode is that you just listened to us on. I guarantee it. That's a Spee's guarantee right there. Um, they're great. And you know what? This is, that has to be worth at least a hundred, maybe a hundred thousand dollars, right, Corey? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. I think that's a fair trade off of some awesome. You know what? Like pushing seventy episodes. Yeah, I think so. Seventy plus Wrong. hours. Wrong. They are only one dollar, my man. What? <laughs> one dollar. What? That's it. I think I was do- channeling uh, fucking home improvement again, man. Yeah, the last, exactly, the last episode that we did. You know what? If you want home improvement to be our next show, email us. Yeah. Let uh, us put us know. on Patreon. I don't think that's going to be the case. Uh, <laughs> but... I yeah I think our, the chances are it's probably going to be sunny or curb your enthusiasm, but um, let us know what you guys want if it wants to be if you guys are craving home improvement, you know episode <laughs> by episode talk show, uh, we will give it to you. I I would still love to do Night Court, but we can't fucking that show is nowhere streaming and Adam yeah. doesn't have the nostalgia for it. I want whatever we do, dude. I want it to be something that we both love. Equal, like it doesn't have to be as much as Seinfeld, but I want us to both love what we're going into, you know? Yeah. Yep. So I agree. we'll figure it out. But until then, we'll catch you guys next week with the dinner party. Sorry. <laughs> I hate that, that it's a total ADR bullshit. I can't Fuck. wait to talk about that guy's fucking delivery, man. <laughs> All right. We'll catch you guys next week. Have you been wondering where's the beef? Well, on our podcast, Throwback Trivia Takedown, you might just find that out, as well as some other things about the 70s, 80s, and 90s. We're a nostalgic-based trivia show that pits two challengers head-to-head in a duel of the decades, with categories ranging from movies, TV and music, to slang, food, and fashion. You're sure to get the best in retro-themed trivia. So strap on your jelly shoes, grab a surge, and walk like an Egyptian to your favorite podcast app and check out Throwback Trivia Takedown. I heard even Mikey likes it.